Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Game of Winter. I'm your host, Ireland Rogan, and today you're listening to Season 2, Episode 18. My guest today is my very good friend, Ani Stroganova, who is a senior in the center for leadership and operations at our school. And she'll be talking about eating disorders and loving yourself and her personal experiences with eating disorders. So that being said, um, I've got a little trigger warning that we will be talking about amyotrophia and bulimia and anorexia and talking about eating disorders. So if that triggers you, please proceed off the quiet and the list and I hope that you all enjoy. So my eating disorder started in eighth grade. Um, I didn't realize it was happening. I didn't realize like it was an issue. Um, my friends started working out more and then I got into it and I wanted to get like my body right, insert air quotes, um, for this winter formal. So I started eating more mindfully and more healthy or healthy or whatever. Um, and that was like fine. And I would work out for maybe like an hour or so. I would like go on a little run and then come back to my house and just work out a little bit. But somehow down the lines that got skewed. Um, and it just turned into me eating basically nothing like less, like 500 calories a day. That was my max. Um, and working out for like two hours, almost every single day. And in my eyes, I like, when I looked at myself in the mirror, I like thought I was fat and I thought like, I hate my body. Like, why can't I be skinnier? But I'm already so skinny. Um, and everyone like told me I was skinny and like my friends at school would be like, why are you eating bird food? I'm like, it's not bird food. It's nuts. That's, that's bird food. (laughs) That's bird food. Um, so that's when it started. And I went from like, I was five, nine and I went from like 135 pounds or something like that to almost 115, like a little bit over that. Um, and I remember Kim Kardashian was on a diet at the same time. And all I remember, the only reason I remember that was because she was like, I want to get down to 120 pounds. And I was like, ha ha, I'm skinnier than Kim Kardashian. (laughs) Um, but yeah. And then, um, during the summer that kind of like died down and I stopped thinking about everything that I ate and everything that I put into my body. Um, and I stopped like focusing on what I weighed and just trying to let go of like the number on the scale. Like that doesn't matter. Um, and the summer, yeah, the summer before freshman year. And then when volleyball started, um, it kind of like saved me because I had to eat more because I I could not eat and play volleyball. Um, and I was already like in a better mindset, so it was fine. And then, um, I, the high, the most I ever weighed, I think was like 165 pounds. And that was like end of my sophomore year going into junior year. Um, and I was happy with my body and I didn't like think about it, but that's when I also started going vegan and making all my foods again. And I was, I was foods, I was used to like making my own meals and prepping my own meals because that's what I did in eighth grade. Also sidebar, 
I hate my fitness pal. My fitness pal deserves to burn in hell. It is literally an eating disorder. It's an app for eating disorders. That's all it is. And they don't know what they're doing. They're not health professionals. They will tell you that if you work out for five hours a day, you only need like a thousand calories, a thousand or 1200 calories. Like, Ooh, I hate my fitness pal. Anyways. And they promote it to young girls. Like, yes. Like, what I, are you doing? <laughs> I've had, like, the amount of times I've re-downloaded my fitness pal throughout my life is disturbing. And they literally... It needs to be called My First Eating it. Disorder. <laughs> they really should. That's how every disorder literally starts. It's like, I whenever I hear, like... I remember, like, when we were younger, especially middle school, ever, every girl had my fitness pal. Mm-hmm. And then... You could literally watch her get like an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Like that's how it happened. It sparks from there because they don't know what they're saying. And of course, when you're like 13, you believe it. And you're it's, like, it's so oh, professionally God. made. Like it looks like it looks oh, like they know what they're saying. Like it looks like oh yeah, like this is what I'm supposed this looks to like do. Like MD. <laughs> yeah, yeah little know. cups of water. <laughs> I was like, "Yep." <laughs> oh yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, I need to. Okay, four blueberries equal this. Okay, I can have whatever. It's that's how my. Ca- <laughs> okay, fuck my fitness pal for that too because now I know how many calories are in like everything. It because it tells you everything. It's like, oh, I gotta log my calories. It's like. So I know exactly how much it is that I'm eating and putting into my body that makes me feel worse. I started logging like ranch or like Italian dressing. (laughs) That's so bad. Time I logged croutons. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh no. Yeah, so they can burn Yeah, I agree. And it's so bad. Anyways, just had a. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Um. So yeah. And then when quarantine hit last year, um, that's kind of when we got sucked back into the loop because I was just you know by myself most of the days. Not because like, you know whatever quarantine. Um. Oh, sidebar again. I'm sorry. Like, I think I've always had body dysmorphia, like, even when I was a kid, um, because I was, like, a pretty chunky kid, as kids should be. First of all, skinny kids, I don't trust them. They're weird. I'm kidding. <laughs> sorry. We everyone here. We do, but I was also a very chubby child, and I kids think that's part of development for us. Exactly. <laughs> I had to get I my first bra in third grade. Dude, so- my grandma made me wear a little training bra when I was in kindergarten. <laughs> I wasn't even chubby then. Like, that was before I was in I She was just like, you need to start wearing these now. And I was like, okay, grandma. <laughs> and so um, that's my life. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. I just don't fully – I wasn't chubby then. I got chubby in, like, third grade. I think third grade is <laughs> like, Puffy nipples. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she made me start wearing them back then because there's plenty of girls who needed it, who didn't wear it yeah. for a long time. And it was really, I mean, yeah. girl supporting girls, but we were children. And so, you know what? <laughs> it's, it's fine. But I'm, I'm grateful for my grandma for making me do that. It's fine. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was talking about. No. <laughs> <laughs> the bras. Oh yeah, body dysmorphia. Um, yep. like what I would see in the mirror isn't what like my mind believed. Um, and so yeah, going into quarantine, um, I kind of like developed bulimia over the summer and, um, because I wanted to lose weight and I was like, I'm tired of looking like this. Um, I couldn't go to the gym and I hate running. So I was like, this is easier. Um, (laughs) and it wasn't like after every meal I ate, but if I ate something that I thought I didn't want the calories, um, like a burrito or something, I would just make myself throw up and it was, I found out that I have a, um, a gag reflex. Um, so just use that to my advantage. Um, and what I would consider binging would probably be like 800 calories or something. Um, so if I felt like I binged, I was just like, I got to get this out of my body. I got to get this out of my body. I feel sick. Um, and yeah, I just pulled the trigger. Um, and that was really, really, really bad for my mental health, like horrible. Um, food is like all I do and would think about. And it's not like I wanted it. I didn't want it. I was just like obsessive over it. Um, and it was also really bad on my body because I got acid reflux and, it didn't go away for like six months after I stopped completely. And like it, it sucked really bad. Um, and I always felt like completely drained and I would have no energy. Um, but when I would eat, I would have energy and I would feel better. But at the same time, I would feel sick that I just ate, which uh, it makes like, I hope this makes sense to someone. Um, but yeah. And after I stopped like, you know, making myself throw up, um, I was trying, I was like still trying to lose weight, but eating better, I guess, or just eating less than I, I don't know. Um, and then come fall to winter to now, it wasn't like the bulimia kind of just turned into instead of, um, eating and throwing up, I just won't eat. So that way I don't have to put my body through that. <laughs> Even it's just putting my body through something else. Um, but I was just like, I would try not to eat or only eat like maybe one meal a day or something like that. And even though I was like, I'm restricting my eating, but yeah, but it's like every time I eat, I would get, I have like anxiety over it or I feel bad for eating and I feel bad for giving my body nutrients. I'm like, Oh my God, I shouldn't have done that. Like I'm going to get fat, but there's, there's nothing wrong with being fat. And I'm not saying like, like be afraid to be fat. Like, no, be comfortable in your body. It's just like, I'm terrified of the number going up on the scale and I'm terrified of just, I don't know. It's a body image thing. Um, and it's like, you feel guilty for eating, but at the same time, like I want to love myself and I want to 
be healthy and I want to like not be tired all the time and not like think about my body and how I look all the time. So it's like, it's a, it's a battle. Like it's a war going on in your head. Like I love myself or like, I should eat this. I shouldn't eat this. Like I should, I shouldn't, I do, I don't. And it's so mentally and physically exhausting. And it's like, food is all I think about. It's not all I think about, but I don't know. The only time I like really don't limit myself with eating is like when I'm eating with other people or when I'm like out at dinner or something. Um, and it's like, (laughs) thanks to my fitness pal, I'm a wizard with calories count with calorie counting. Um, so like everything I eat, I'd like try to keep track of, um, like in my head. And I don't know. Um, I tried to talk to my mom about it more recently because I wanted to open up about it. And I've been trying to talk about it more with like my friends because for a really, really long time, um, no one knew about any of it except for like my closest friend. And it's even more challenging on your mental health when you have no one to talk about it. And I think that's a huge problem, um, with people that suffer from eating disorders. Like they don't talk about it because either like they're ashamed of it or they don't realize that they're going through that. Um, or honestly, like some people just like to keep things to themselves and like try to get through it themselves. And I think that was kind of my thing, but I found that talking about it more and like opening the conversation, a lot of girls have had one or some form of it. Like an eating disorder doesn't have to be as severe um, as like taking laxatives and not eating anything um, and like going to the gym for 10 hours. Um, And there's also not just anorexia and bulimia. That's a huge misconception too. And Another thing is like the stereotypes surrounding both of those ends of the spectrum. Um, Most people think like, oh, you're not anorexic, like you're not emaciated. But it's like you don't have to be anorexic and literally just be skin and bones. And you don't have to be bulimic and weigh like 400 pounds or something. Yeah, I don't know where to, I'm not sure where else to go with this right now. You're awesome, Anya, and thank you so much for sharing your story with me and with everybody. And I totally agree that I think literally every person has gone through this, um, especially girls like our age. I think everyone really like I think everyone can relate to this in some way, even if they haven't gone through the exact same thing as you. Um, mm-hmm. I think just there's a lot of things wrong with our society and so that and you know my fitness pal and all all that so it kind of puts I don't don't know if pressure is the right word but you know pressure on us to you know look a certain way and that's so in our minds especially when you're younger it's like, oh, the only way to do that is to not eat or to, you know. And so I think it's a very relatable topic that just, you know, I really appreciate you talking about it because 
it's something that literally everyone goes through, but it's some it's more taboo yeah. in our society because no one wants to talk about it, but we all know it's going on. And I feel like, you know, as much as you can try, I don't know. I, in my years at James River, we've never really talked about it much, like through the school, which yeah, nothing wrong on them. You know, I know they have certain rules and, you know, they have to, they have a lot going on, but I think it's really important that we're talking about it now and that people know that there's other girls, other just human beings in their community that go through the same thing. So I really appreciate you talking about it. Um, and another thing is like, I, I also wouldn't talk about it because I didn't think that people would understand where I was coming from or what I was like feeling. And I didn't like want to hear somebody tell me, Oh, just eat. Like it's, Mm -hmm. Oh, it's not that hard. Like just eat or just go to the gym. Um, just like make a meal plan. Like it's not about, it's not about that. (laughs) Like you don't think I thought about that. Um, if I thought if you know <laughs> if I would I would just do that like it's not that easy yeah people don't some people and I I don't want to be like ageist but it's typically like older people don't always understand because I mean they also didn't grow up in the era that we did where right in front of our faces we see all of our friends in their bathing suits and celebrities. Yeah. Who got work done on like a magazine cover like we see like that and photoshop the- yeah and photoshop photoshop filters all that like no they didn't have that back you know even 20 25 years ago mm-hmm. um so we're, we're like the first generation that really grew up with that push in our faces and i think that's really affected us and how we view our body and so sure every age have had problems with their body i'm positive because that's just how she absolutely that's what like happens when you introduce like media to the public and you're showing them and you're trying to like everyone i feel like especially like girls our age i know it's like hard growing up and being a teenage girl but everyone like kind of compares themselves to other people and it's like your peers and like kendall jenner and you know people you see and there's like a standard um, of beauty and like you wanna you wanna you wanna be able to eat like you want to fit in in some aspects like no matter how much you wanna like go the opposite direction of the crowd like still some part of you wants to you know um yeah. and for me like in my head my ideal body would be like an hourglass figure and I don't really have one because I have hip dips. Um, and that's like one of it's also normal and it's, it's so I normal. Mean, hip dips also typically sometimes mean that your body is like just more strong, like more strong, stronger, <laughs> more muscular. Um, so I mean, and I, I have, I just have really wide hips. Like my hips are so wide. And so I've, I've said this recently to my friends. I feel like I'm built like a Disney mom, but chubbier. <laughs> like, like I'm built like a chubbier version of a Disney mom. Cause obviously they're the way Disney makes their characters <laughs> from how life actually works. But if my waist was just super tiny, that's what I would be <laughs> like. 
but I also have like the hip dips and you know, it, I think every girl, a lot, literally like everyone has them basically, but we see like Kim Kardashian doesn't have hip dips. You know, I want to know why, because she got worked on because <laughs> yeah. that's really not like how her body normally looks. She looks great and good for you if you want to get that, but we can't have that naturally. Exactly. Like, Some people's bodies are just natural. Like it's literally about the bone structure and how high or low your hips, your hips sit. Like it's nothing you can change. You can try to like grow your muscle in that region, but they're never going to fully go away. And that's something like, I'm still trying to accept because I know like I can't get rid of it. And I know I need to love my body and like appreciate my body for the way it is and how it is now and all that jazz. But I don't know. It's just been like a huge insecurity ever since eighth grade because I I would see these people with like tiny waist and like big hips. And I was like, well, mine don't do that. They go like bloop, bloop, bloop. Um, Oh, for the people listening, I made a shape with my hands. They just hear bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> I think they can, they can imagine. Okay. Oh, you know what we're saying, just like the hip dips. But hip dips are beautiful, and everybody is beautiful. It's just, especially, and it's easy to say that because obviously I don't think that about my body, and I don't think any, like, we can all say, like, everybody's beautiful, but you never think yours is. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the way life works. But, you know, it's fine. And that's why we talk about it because hopefully we'll grow to accept and love our bodies more. Exactly. Um, oh, lost. Um, when you're talking about like older generations, I forgot I was, I brought up my mom. Um, I tried to bring it up to her more recently because we like got into a fight or something, um, which is most of the time when I bring things up. Otherwise, I'm kind of like a closed book, but yeah, we got into a fight and, um, I was basically like, you know, what's going on, but you don't care. And you try to like turn a blind eye to it. Um, and I love my mom. I truly do. She has done so much for me, but I wish I had a better relationship with her. Um, and that, yeah, that's another thing, (laughs) but we were, I don't want to say talking. We were scream yelling. Um, and I said that, and she was like, well, I'm just such a bad mom then. And I was like, no, but you – like, I'm vegetarian now. I stopped being completely vegan because just mac and cheese. I Yeah. When you, right. Ha- right, when you have an eating disorder, I don't – like, you can't be both – you can't be both because uh, mac and cheese is a comfort food and sometimes that's all I would eat all day. So I chose my battles. As you should. (laughs) um, She like, I don't know. I would just get mad that like she wouldn't cook for me or she would tell me like, there's so much food in the fridge, eat it. But it's like um, a beyond meat patty or like, some corn and it's like I don't want that corn thanks mom um and like she noticed that I wasn't eating anything in the fridge and then she'd be like you're wasting all this food I like buy this food for you and you're not eating it and it's like well why do you think I'm not eating it maybe be more concerned about that um but that's just something like we were talking about. And then I told her I wanted to get help because it was just getting to be too much for me. And I 
hated the path that I was going down because it gets really dark. Um, and we just like never got a therapy appointment set up. Um, and like, sometimes I'll try to remind her, but it's just easier for my mom to like pretend that things aren't happening. Um, and I understand that like, you don't want to admit your child hates themselves and has an issue. Um, but I, I do wish she would maybe try to give her some help. But honestly, we're banging this thing. We're raw dog. <laughs> I'm glad that I had a stutter so I couldn't finish what I was saying. <laughs> but no, now, like, I'm, I decided to start going to the gym. I never wanted to go because it gave me anxiety. Um, but now, like, I started going and I found that working out even for like 30 minutes, because if I stay for more than like 40 minutes or something like that, I, I can't, I literally can't, I just run out of fuel. But if I stay for like short amount of short amounts of time, um, it like makes me feel better. And I also feel like I can reward myself with something. So I'll be like, okay, I worked out today. I can go get like an iced coffee and maybe some breakfast. Um, so that's the progress that we're going for right now. We'll see how it goes. I'm proud of you. Thank you. The thing is, though, um, like, yeah, or two days ago was the first day that I ate like a full three meals in a while and I felt good. Um, and I was just like, okay, like I'm being mindful of this. I can eat this. Like, it's like I need to eat. I'm going to eat when my body tells me that it's hungry. Um, but then yesterday I ate like, I don't even, it was like still the equivalent of three meals, but I like two hours after I ate dinner, which was like maybe six pieces of sushi or something and some miso soup. Um, I felt so, so sick and I was like sweating and all of a sudden I just like, I had to throw up, like it was coming up. There was no way I could stop it. Um, and I like had to get my friend to pull over so I could puke on the side of the road. Um, and it wasn't like, I wasn't on anything. I'm, I'm completely sober, but I think I accidentally shrank my stomach a little bit and she's not used to this. Um, probably what it was. Yeah. So it definitely has some very negative side effects. Yeah. Yeah, that's that sucks. I'm sorry. But I'm glad that you had like having those three meals and then you feeling good. That's a high point. And that's just, you know, there's gonna be the highs and the lows. Mm-hmm. And I mean this is a little bit different, but like with being keto, it shrank my stomach a lot. So I remember like during especially like during quarantine, um, if I like ate a little bit more than like I usually did, like I would feel so disgust like I would feel like I need to like I yeah the thing where I'm like don't like I'm like scared of throwing up <laughs> so I didn't but I like felt just I would like to have to like lay down and be like I feel like I'm dying <laughs> like this hurts and I literally eat like I like ate like nothing <laughs> and so it just the way certain I mean and I I'm still keto like I really enjoy it but the way certain diets are just eating disorders will like shrink it's so like you don't think about the repercussions and I'm sometimes, you know, I mean, 
my stomach probably need to shrink a little bit, <laughs> but you don't think about how that's going to affect your body in the long term and how mm-hmm. it's going to, it's just going to change the way you like eating is a basic thing that we've done since we were born and that's changing. It's crazy. I don't even. It's such an, like you need to eat food. It's a normal thing. Everyone has to eat. And it's like, why do I have to have this intense, like issue and relationship with it? Like, why is this my relationship with food? And I'm, I'm like scared of it and I hate it and I love it. And having an eating disorder is like kind of an addiction. Um, and it's also an obsession and it's like a lot of people, including myself are like scared to let go of it because it's something I I can't really explain why, but it's like something you're used to. And if you're so used to like hating something or if you're so used to doing something, you kind of don't want to let go of it, you know, like break the habit, even though it's like a bad habit and it's a bad cycle. Um, and like it could kill you. Some part of it is just so hard to let go of. Maybe it's because like it goes along with hating your body and like, it's easier to keep doing what you're doing and like keep hating yourself than to like learn to completely love yourself and accept yourself for who you are. Cause that's hard. It is. Yeah. I agree. It is really hard. And like, I, I think about the world that we live in and like, I, I talked about this a little bit in the episode with Lauren, but um, like the whole, like, you know, love yourself, like body positivity, like all that, which I think is really good. There's, there's so many parts of it that, are like there's so many people I think mainly on TikTok that are like all body body positivity but then if they see like a super skinny person they're like not you or if they see like a super obese person it's not you it's only certain like they say everybody's beautiful but then they are the ones being horrible against different body types or like I don't know there's just a lot of things wrong <laughs> with how oh my God, God, picks, God picks favorites. Guess I didn't want to eat today. Anyways, like no, the comments. Why are you saying that to me? No, it's the comments not are make like, you go ahead. It makes me mad. No, 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 you go. No, you go. <laughs> no, you go. No, I was just going to say, <laughs> um, I was just going to, what they even going to say? No, I was just going to agree. Like, those comments, like, I especially remember, like, over quarantine, like, on every girl's post, you say, wow, God really picks favorites. And it's, like, a back, like, thank you, but also you're making me feel bad because you think I'm, like, it's just the most weird, twisted, backhanded, like, Girls supporting girls, right? But it's like, no, like, you're kind of making me feel bad mm-hmm. because of that. Like, it, it's, like, the, I didn't even, like, that comment, like, God picks favorites is so weird. I'm not going to lie. I'm no angel. I definitely have a TikTok somewhere on my account 
and I duetted this girl and I was literally just crying because I thought she was so beautiful and so tiny and just so like, Mwah. I was like, why can't I look like that? <laughs> yeah. So, um, sorry to whoever that was. I was just very insecure. You know, I've definitely, I've, I definitely think it, but I don't comment it. Like I'll see people on my free page and be like, wow, I want to look like that. Or I just see people on my Instagram or literally people I know in my, in my life. And I'm like, wow. I wish I could look like that, but mm-hmm. you try to, keep, cause then, you know, when people say that to you, it's really awkward. It's like, I, thanks. I get like, yeah. thank you. Like I have had, like, I think, I think as much as we will say it, people have said it to us. Mm-hmm. And like when people say to me, I'm like, uh, like, oh, thanks. thanks. But, like, you know, I, it's, it's such an awkward type of like it, I know they have everyone has good intentions saying it, but it's like I'm sorry that I'm making you feel bad about yourself and bad about myself. It's like you don't want to look like this. It's exactly. I'm like, stop it, queen. I want to look like you. Shut up. <laughs> like you. The grass but is always greener. Exactly. No, the grass is literally always greener on the other side. No one wants to look like themselves. Mm-mm. But then I'm, a million people want to look like you. Like that's how it always works. Like people whether you know it or not, want to look like you. No matter what you look like, there's at least one person that's like, oh, I wish I looked like them. They're so yeah. pretty. But then you're like, I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's so sad. It's so sad. It's horrible that this is how we all think about ourselves. Like I said, like I hope this changes, especially as we get older. But I think it's also like we are teenagers, so yeah. it's a part of how we function. But it just sucks. I'm just scared that I'm like, no, I'm not scared because I know I'm going to beat it. I know I'm going to fucking beep. (laughs) Um, I know I'm going to be able to like get through this and one day eventually just not care about what I look like. And when like I say that, I don't mean like, oh, I'm going to like let myself go and be on my 600 pound life. Like that's not what I mean. I mean, like, just being comfortable in, like, my own skin at, like, all the time and just not thinking about, I'm just being happy with myself, I guess. And I don't know what, like, where I need to go to get there, but I don't want to be one of those moms with eating disorders and all they have is, like, granola bars um, and nuts. And I think I've been thinking about this more recently, like, just reflecting on my childhood and what I remember of it. Um, and I remember like my mom used to be a little overweight, um, when she was married to my dad. And then after they divorced, she started getting really into fitness. Um, and she started like cooking healthier meals, which meant like, instead of hamburger helper, she was making like baked chicken, which was disgusting. Um, and all we had was like, those health bars, the 100 calorie brownies. Have you seen oh. the memes? <laughs> I was a fifth grader eating 100 calorie brownies. No, that was literally me. No, I would always have that 100 calorie thing. Always, always. That was my life. Oh my. I, ew, you just brought yes. back a message. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh and my I watched God. her. <laughs> 
God, they're ingrained in my memory. I see them and I have like I get triggered. Like nightmares. Oh my god. Oh, I mean, would you ever have like the fiber one, like one hundred cal? Bro, like, fiber, fiber one smacked. Had, fiber one always had like one hundred so cal. Good. They were good. I always had those too. Delicious. Okay, fiber one. <laughs> okay. Uh huh. Give me my fiber. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but yeah um and she would go to the gym a lot more and enter these like strong woman contests where she could it was like you go on a diet for six weeks or something like that um and you like take pictures of yourself before and after and submit and like if you win you could win like this like twenty thousand dollars or something and my mom has done that almost every year for the past like how old am i Uh, like nine years um And, you know, when I was little, like, I didn't realize, like, I don't know, I didn't think, I was like, mom, I don't need to, like, do this, because the way that she was so strict on herself, and, like, wouldn't let herself, like, she would complain about it, or, like, not being able to eat, or if somebody, like, offered her something, she'd be like, no, I'm on a diet, no, I'm on a diet, and I watched what she ate, and it, like, really wasn't that much, or she would come home from work and be like, oh, I didn't have time to eat lunch today, and I like, she is a really busy woman. So like, I believe that, but somewhere in my mind, I guess I was just like, okay, so not eating lunch is like normal. Um, and restricting yourself and like being able to have that like power over your urges and like what you eat. Um, that's why being vegan was really rewarding because I felt like I was completely in control. And although like it sucked sometimes, I like, I really did enjoy it. Um, and I felt good about myself. And I also just felt like really good in general because I was eating so many like vegetables and cooking all my meals. Um, but then I just got lazy and I couldn't do it anymore. Um, but yeah, doing that all yourself. Like that's, and I didn't, like, really have a lot of support from my family because they're just, like, you're so weird. Like, how how can you do that? And they would always try to, like, tempt me with things. Be like, are you sure you don't want this? Like, it doesn't smell so good. Just try a little bit. It's not going to kill you. And it's like, just respect my dietary choices. Thank you. Ugh, that sucks. I'm sorry. No, that's... <laughs> so annoying sometimes my family would do that to me too like with keto you know they'll have they always have like mac and cheese or like cake or whatever like oh i do you want some and i'm like you know i literally can't (laughs) like i like i i i've been doing it for every year i've only started to cheat now because i eat bananas and oranges because it's a cross season Mm -hmm. that's those are my two cheat foods Mm -hmm bananas and oranges so i don't really cheat and so they're like oh you can just ha- you can just cheat once like you never cheat i'm like guys like i literally can't because if i start i'll i won't exactly go back. like i can't like, they're like you can you can you just don't want to and it's like i can't no i literally can't like and i think that's the, like especially when you've been doing a diet for so long if you have it like what if i won't stop mm-hmm that's I mean that's that's probably a really toxic mindset but that's what it's I think true. yeah exactly it's true why do people I that is that's so why do people do this to us because they don't think about that and they don't no, think about like 
everything that you're trying to tell yourself in your mind or like the reasons why you're doing something like they don't think about that before they say something like that. Yeah. It's not like they're not trying to be mean, like not mean, not mean is not the right word, but they're not trying to be like tempting or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like they just mean it in good, like love, but not all the time, (laughs) but I like to think so. Well, (laughs) <laughs> more like the glass half full I guess <sighs> well the last thing I'm just gonna wrap this up with one last question that I like to ask people because I just think it's a good reflective way to end off an episode and to just think about your life a little bit um but so my question is, what is one thing you wish you could say to your younger self? So like the little chubby third grade Anya, what is with the little glasses and no. <laughs> icon that she was? She was so, so cute. Anya, she was so cute. She deserved better. I would, no, no, you were, you're amazing. But okay. What is just one thing you would like to say to her? I would like to, I would tell her to listen to everyone else and not try to grow up so fast and to not compare myself to the other girls in my grade and like to what everyone else is doing. Um, And like, I don't know, when you're a little girl, you kind of want to grow up. Like you want to get your first period, you want to shave, you want to do all those big girl things. Um, but when you get there and when you start, like the door starts to kind of open and you like see, and you're living and you're realizing what's on the other side of, you know, being grown, it sucks. Like, (laughs) I I wish I could stay a kid forever now. Like I, I hate having this, I can't even find the words. No, I know exactly what you mean. Like, no, no, I, it makes sense. Um, and I think, like, I remember when I was little, I always wanted to be older, too. Mm. I think that's, like, normal thing. Um, but now that you're here, it's like, crap, like, I want to go back. Like, now we're also, like, we're at a point, we're about to leave for college. Like, we're graduating. Mm. Like, we are about to be young adults away from everything we've known. So it's like, especially I think at this like pivotal point in our lives, like reflecting back on how we were as kids, it's like, I wish you could stay that little forever and like actually enjoy being that little yeah. and don't think about, oh, I wish I was 18 and driving yeah. and going to college and meeting boys and like whatever, like your little self thinks because in that moment they don't like when you're that young, you don't even know what's ahead of you and you just think that's cool to be old. Exactly. It's, it's really like living in the moment is something that I've been trying to work on for a long time and not, not like yearning for the future to get here so fast because shout out to Mr. Shu. Um, YOLO. Yeah. YOLO preach. That's what Schumacher taught us in the meaning of life. Just simply YOLO. <laughs> you mean that on the shirt? <laughs> we could put his face on and just say, <laughs> "Can that be like our senior present?" Please, we can get it in the simply <laughs> southern font. 
Stop. He put his name, like, monogrammed on the back. Oh. <laughs> Can we... Instead of wearing formal wear to the leadership banquet, we wear that. <laughs> I, I'm asking Mrs. Hewlett. Please. I would die. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, no, I... Mr. Shu taught us a lot, and I think I've also like worked on I, living in the moment is something that's so hard, like mm-hmm. for anyone, I think at any age, um, that is something that he definitely like taught us is to just, Oh, and that one song about like the really famous, famous song, like the cat in the cradle and the silver spoon, cat whatever that's the cradle and the silver spoon, <laughs> little yes. and the man on the moon. <laughs> Go up. Yes, that's wrong. <laughs> You know all the lyrics, okay, Queen? It was an office. No, it was an office. I love the office. Anyways, but no, that song especially makes me always think like you need to live in the moment because it's literally just about a dad like missing his child's life. Like I was, he was so focused on like other things that he just missed out on the entire life of his child. And so, I think that us living in the moment is. Very important. <laughs> and not to just focus on the future that's coming. And even though the future is exciting, it's important to live in the present. Um, and just enjoy the it. Hot you know. take. People took that song about literally a deadbeat dad. And they're like, this is so inspiring. <laughs> that is, that is, that's a good point. <laughs> you make a, you raise a really valid point there. <laughs> your dad missed out on your entire childhood and then people are like, I really need to live in the moment and start cherishing people. You're welcome. You're, like, You're welcome. You're welcome. This man just kind of sucks, <laughs> but we got to get the greater yeah. meaning. Oh my God, the dog. Yay. Oh my God. She's <gasps> licking my computer. Okay, queen. <laughs> Let her live, okay? <laughs> uh, anyways. Okay. Do you have any final words to say to the humans of James River, Anya? Oh, wow. I didn't think about this. Um, love yourself. <laughs> no, that's not my final <laughs> words. That's not my final words. I don't really know. Um, oh, just my final take, departure, whatever. Um, you don't really know what's going on in people's lives. Um, and as much as you do think that, you know, people are really good at hiding things. Um, so just like be mindful of what you say, especially when it like concerns people's bodies, because I know, I know very well, like it doesn't mean you don't mean for it to come off the way that it does sometimes, but literally, the slightest thing could be a trigger for someone um, and it could send them right back down the staircase that they've like literally been crawling up. It's just a kick in the face. So that is all. Also, don't worry about me. I'm chilling. (laughs) She's chilling. (laughs) Well, Anya, I love you very much. And I just appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and talking about this and sort of, I, I really know so many people will feel just, they'll 
they feel like they belong. They feel like they're they have me and someone to to like hearing. It feels so good to be heard. That yeah, they they will feel heard. They will feel seen. Um, and it's just good to remind that, that someone is going through something that you're going through. And I know mm-hmm. there's people going through something very similar to you or then that's also for you to remember, like there, there's so many people in our community that are going through the same thing. And I hope, um, people listening to this really, you know, learn from that, even if they haven't gone through it, just some learning from it or just feel like they're being seen. Um, I, I know that they will because you're amazing. And I just, really do appreciate you telling your story and being genuine and raw with our community. Um, and if you're comfortable with it, I would love to like include like your Instagram or email or yeah. whatever. Okay. Um, Cause I'll probably, I'll tag you on the post on Instagram, but you know, Anya is always an out, like someone to talk. She's like I said, she's amazing. Yes. I've known Anya for a very long time. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you're incredible. I've known you for so long now and we're old and whatever now, but, um, I love you. Aya. I love you. I will talk to anyone about anything and you can find me on Instagram at Anya X Danielle. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Get that plug. <laughs> um yes and I'm always here as well if you need to talk but we're two people who are open and loving and would love to talk to any of you guys but thank you again Anya oh I'm sorry can I add include one more thing yes okay um I won't take credit for this because (laughs) oh my gosh um the lady this is what the lady on the suicide hotline told me and i think it is very it's it's i carry i like think about it at least once a day um what you're feeling now is only temporary you're not going to feel like this forever and you are never truly alone as much as you think like how isolated you are there's always somebody that will talk to you and will probably understand where you're coming from so never feel like you're in it by yourself I love that. Thank you, Anya. That's perfect final words. Um, thank, thank you again. I love that. That's perfect. All right, everyone. I just want to say another huge thank you to one of my very best friends and freshman year, Anya. Anya is, as you can tell, absolutely incredible. She is just a light in everyone's life and I just so appreciate her coming on and talking about her story. I should mention you can reach her on Instagram or also send her email in the description if you want to reach out to her. She's just so loving and amazing and I just she's literally the best. So if you want to reach out to her, that's all linked below and if you need help in any way, whether in general or with eating disorders, Please feel free to reach out to me, reach out to the counselor, we're all here for you. We love you, and just please know that you have a community surrounding you, and we're all in this together, and we love you, and we care for you, and we just hope we absolutely love for you. Right, now switching gears, I know I mentioned this every single podcast episode, but please um, like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so already, as well, give us a follow at Humans of Square Pod on Instagram and Facebook. 
And go to the transfer website if you haven't done so already, www.sydneyexpo.com. As well, if you want to get touch with me, you always DM me on the Instagram or reach out to me via email, um, humansofwearytest at gmail.com. And I believe that's all the platforms. I think I touched all the bases there. Um, so I just wanted to thank you guys again for all the support you've given me so far this year. So it's two more episodes left, but it's crazy how time has slide. Um, and I'm just really excited to see the future of the Hindus wind over. And it's just it's been the, high, like, the highlight of my high school career. I can't, I can't, I can't even fathom that I'm graduating so soon. It's <laughs> kind of crazy. But I'm just so blessed to have all of you guys who listen and just being in the community that we're in is just a blessing. Um, and I just thank you guys for once again just supporting me for the entire process and being there for me. And I'm there for you. And as I said, if you need to get to the I'm always here, regardless, even if you're listening to this like far in the future and I'm not solid or something, I don't know. Just, I'm always here. I'm always here if you need to get and I just want to thank you guys for listening to this episode, and I hope that you really enjoyed it um, and just learned something from it, based on what felt heard and something. And I hope that you guys have an amazing day or night or whatever you're listening to this, and I'll talk to you again very soon. Bye.